catches, puts up the three. Long go. Rebound box. Now head over in this direction. Gone to three. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Campus Corner. We got a very special guest on today. He's currently the DJ to my my favorite rapper, Will Skies. Um, you know, I've been doing that for a while now. He's also the host of the Connected Sound podcast, founder of the Connected Clothing Brand and Connected Music. Guys, help me in welcoming DJ Rello to the show. Rello, thanks for joining me, man. How's it been? Everything's good, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. I definitely am a fan of the show. Um, you you put me on probably what through through Snapchat, maybe. Yeah, I think I think that's how I found out about the show. Um, mm-hmm. started tuning in and I was a fan. I was like, man, let's do it. Let, let's get on. Let's make it happen. Dude, that's awesome. Cause I remember adding you on snap probably a couple of years ago. And then I was like, Oh my God, like this guy's DJ, like you added me on yeah. snap. And then it's, it's so surreal to see, uh, you know, you follow on the show and things like that. So, um, I know you, I know you host a podcast. Like I just mentioned, yeah. have you ever been, uh, like featured on a podcast, like out of, outside the PA area? Um, about an hour away, maybe um in Virginia. Virginia is um yeah, about an hour away from me. Um I had some friends of mine. Um it was um a podcast uh called the Iron Skillet Podcast. Um I went down there and I did one there, but that's probably about the furthest. I don't I don't even really consider that far, honestly. Um I still consider that that local to me. But um that's probably the furthest um I've done. Um I've never done a podcast. Um remotely like we are now so that's yeah. dope to me yeah no I, it sucks like i told you uh you know over text and stuff that uh i'm kind of a little bit further away um i'm still trying to do like in-person things like i know you saw the episode with tim sinclair the bulls pa announcer he's obviously he's in chicago so it's like i'm not gonna go fly out there like i don't have right so much of those budgets yet but hopefully down the line you know that's hopefully that's where it brings me but yeah um, for sure that's yeah. the goal right for sure man you yeah. know going along the lines of you and like uh starting off your career where is the name where does the name Rello come from? Like, is that like a part of like your real name or is that kind of like a nickname you always were called? Oh man, I have, I had a bunch of nicknames, um, but uh, I would say Rello, my real name is Darrell. So mm-hmm. it's definitely a play on that. Um, just uh, probably growing up playing basketball, one of my close friends, he always said I kind of played like, like, a, like Carmelo a little bit. Um, so he would just call me Rello instead of Darrell. He would mm-hmm. call me Rello and it kind of just, stuck with me only really he called me that um so when it came down to like me really like taking DJing seriously I was trying to figure out a name and I'm like I'm just gonna stick to something close to my name and that that just stuck like that I'm, I'm, and plus I'm a pretty mellow type of guy so it kind of like just all just tied in together and worked Dude, so, that's crazy to hear because Carmelo's actually like my favorite player like ever like yeah. my all-time favorite player New York Knicks fan, you know, born and raised, like that's a cool backstory to hear, you know, um, yeah. did you grow, so you grew up in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, I grew up in Pennsylvania, but I'm like, um, on the Southern part of Pennsylvania, I'm like right on the border 
of Maryland. Okay. So um, a lot of a lot of things that I'm close to, and a lot of like sporting teams I'm close to, are Maryland teams. Um, and just growing up, I spent a lot of time in Maryland. Um, as much time as I did in PA, a lot of times. So I just came close to like P, like Maryland type of artists, Maryland ball players. That's why I really uh, like liked Carmelo because he was from nearby from Baltimore. Right. Um, that's only about an hour and 15 minutes away from me. Um, so I kind of just um, liked, you know, people from from Maryland. I kind of stuck with that. Just because, like I said, I'm on, the, I'm on the border of Maryland. So I'm from PA, but you know, I spent a lot of time in Maryland. All right. That's dope. That's a, like I said, that's a cool backstory on how everything kind of started. Um, you know, going back to what I said recently about like, you know, the podcast you just started up not too long ago. I know you got a ton of projects going on now. Um, but when you're not on the road and you're doing all these things, like, what are you doing? Like, uh, I guess like in your free time, like, you know, like now or, or like things like that. I'm in the studio, man. I'm yeah. in the studio. I spend a lot of time in the studio. Um, when I'm not in the studio, I, when I go home, I like to cook. Honestly, I like to cook. I don't like I to eat that, out yeah. too much. Yeah, I like I like to cook a lot. Um, just because I'm I'm actually a picky eater, but mm -hmm. when I'm the one cooking, it's like nothing. You know, what I mean, I get to make it how I like to make it. So that's kind of like my my pastime. When people send me music and stuff like that, like hey, I want you to listen to this song, I want you to listen to this beat, I want you to listen to this loop on the song. I'll probably be cooking when I listen to it because mm -hmm. it's just like my my free time. I got like an hour or so, however long, to chill, vibe out. Let's put my headphones on, listen to music. So I would, I would say that would probably be the most thing I do a lot outside of the studio. Other than that, most of my time spent in the studio or a club or something like that, DJing, a venue. Yeah. No, not like me. I got, I'm not no cook, but I mean, like, I'm like you, like I'm always grinding. I'm always trying to figure out more ways to like outlet myself and, you know, like the broadcasting sense, like you've seen on like Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Um, but you know, now right. let me know a little bit about like your backstory and everything like that, diving more into your career. I saw like on your website, you got a little bit of a write-up on like, uh, you know, where you were introduced to like music, early 2000s and uh, things like that. So where did, oh, you said you were from Pennsylvania, but um, who were some people you looked up to in a way uh, at the time that kind of drove you uh, to that like music passion and like DJing passion and stuff like that? Um, I would say I got a, I got a two cousins in my family that are big DJs. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I watched them a lot. Um, and I would say as far as like bigger names, um, I just, I didn't really have like too many like DJ idols or anything like that. I just really liked, just liked music. Yeah. And I knew that I wasn't an artist myself. Um, I'm, I'm not rapping or singing on anything. Um, so I knew that wasn't my outlet. Um, I knew I could make beats and stuff like that. Um, so I knew that DJing would help me have more of an outlet within the music industry. Um, and I knew a lot of music. A lot of times I would, even before I started really taking DJing seriously, I was, I would go to a party and, you know, we, I, when I was a little younger, we had, you know, hella iPads, iPods, yeah. excuse me, a lot of iPods. And I would just go to parties and play music off my iPod. And I'm like, I guess I'm the DJ, you know what I'm saying? I just came to party, but I want good music to be played. Everybody else wants good music to be played. So they would leave it up to me. And I, I would, I guess, be the DJ without actually having any equipment. But that's how, I would say that's that's how it started, um, at least early on, how it started for me, like starting to DJ. But I didn't have any anybody that I really like looked up to. I just liked music and 
just wanted to play good music. Yeah. So I guess like who like some of the, like the artists that you used to listen to that uh that gave you that kind of uh I'm not like except like oh, passion because like you kind of well, did it yourself, but yeah, some artists that you like. Yeah, right? I would say a, a lot of artists definitely pushed me for sure. Um, right. I would say um as far as like, like older guys, um, my mom and stuff. Like, I grew up like listening like as far as rap, Tupac and uh Buster Rhymes and like old guys like that um as far as me I always grew up liking Lil Wayne was obviously one of my favorites um Jay-Z you know what I mean like sometimes uh would really be rocking with Jay-Z um I would say mostly probably Lil Wayne I was a huge I was a huge Lil Wayne fan huge mm -hmm. huge Lil Wayne fan and then of course I I got the I I was younger like right when Drake like first like really started so yep. I've always been a fan of Drake um just because you know I've seen his whole career from start mm -hmm. to start to where it is now and it's like I, I, I gotta be a fan yeah that's kind of like who I grew up on too like Lil Wayne Drake and all that like I mean I was obviously younger but like still like that's it's cool to see like those people like where they've where they started and like where they're at now like how you know even like the yeah. little people, like where they've been and, you know, things like yeah. that. I think that, I think that's the coolest part about the music industry. Most um, I, definitely. Yeah. I know it's hard to get into. So like uh, kind of going along those lines, um, what have been like kind of like the like biggest hardships you've had to push through like throughout your career and like, how have you been able to like uh, succumb that? Um, I would say with DJ and you have to be prepared for something wrong to happen mm -hmm. and you got to be able to work in a pinch. Um, and if you're not ready for that, then it's going to be tough for you. Just as, as a DJ, um, I mean, there's been so many places I've went to that something goes wrong and yeah. I got to I got to make it go right. So you just have to uh, adapt and adjust for sure when it comes to DJing, because essentially now you're relying on all electronics. So, you know, if you go up there, you could be ready. But if your laptop says, hey, man, I don't want to work today. Yeah. Or I don't want to connect to this, mm -hmm. then you're going to have to figure out a way to make it happen. Um, so I would say that would probably be my biggest hardships. Um, there's a lot of things that happen as far as DJing. I'm also like a promoter as well. Yep. Throwing parties and shows and not every party and show is good. It might look good, mm -hmm. but as far as the return with the money, you know, might not be as well as you thought it would be, but you can't get discouraged because you're not going to make, you know, the big payouts on every, everything you do. Um, you just have to stay with it and stay focused and stay motivated. And, you know, if anything bad happens or any, anything wrong happens, you just have to fight through it. If you really love it and you really want to do it, you just have to keep going, keep no going doubt. through all yeah. the, all the bad, all the bad times just keep going. Yeah. So like now that you say that, um, you know, like if something's not working, you got to kind of think of stuff on the spot. Can you think of like mm -hmm. a, a situation in particular that you were, you know, not that you couldn't get past, but something that just always sticks in your head that like something like went wrong. Listen, like, every, every time something <laughs> happens, listen, we just, we just got back from Texas. We did. So what festival? Yep. I see that, yep. One thing about Scott, Scott's likes doing thing in the, things in the nick of time. Mm -hmm. uh, so we were like barely ready for the stage uh, for our performance. Uh, we got there in the nick of time. And when I get up there, um, I try to connect everything. And like I said, it didn't, my laptop did not want to connect. It act like I, it had never seen this DJ controller like before. You said, yeah. 
And I had used that com before, so I know that it should it should have just connected nice and easy. Mm -hmm. Didn't want to. There's obviously no Wi-Fi out there. There's tens of thousands of people. Um, so it's like you can't really download a driver out there. So just had to make it happen. Um, I had a, a couple flash drives. It was just simple as just moving some stuff around. Um, but yeah, I went up there and I'm in front of all these people and they're ready to hear some music. And it's like, you gotta make things happen in a fly. Just like I said, just this past weekend, doing a festival, something didn't happen, but I had to make it right. Um, even afterwards, the guys like, man, I appreciate you being chill because a lot of people come up here and they're expecting things to just work seamlessly. And it doesn't work like that. There's a bunch of artists within a day. There's a bunch of DJs connecting to these things. And you know what I mean? Like I said, we're working on all electronics. So you got to work to their mercy. Um, so like I said, it just all comes back to making it happen and writing through writing the wrongs. However you got to do it. If it's wrong, you're going to have to make it right. You're, the sound belongs to you as a DJ. So just got to make it happen. Right. So there's no the like there's no one particular thing. It's just like it, it's always happening. You know what I mean? Like it, nothing's yep. perfect. It's just always uh not that there's always a problem, but like you're always going to come across a problem. Yeah. So like how yeah, every time it sure. happens, how are you going to like get past it? And like you've you're a professional, you've yep. done it. And, you know, I can remember my the first Sky Show I went to. It was in 2019. I think I told you it was in uh, mm -hmm. Boston, the House of Blues. Yeah. And I got there like mad early. I mean, like I told you, these guys is like my favorite DJ. I've been following ever since, you know, yeah. popped off and things. And uh, yeah. I Like Girls came on and he I was right in the front and he's rapping like the end of his verse. And he's staring me down and he daps me up, man. I got it on video yeah. and I'm going crazy. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And like, I remember, cause this is probably the same time that you uh, added me back on Snapchat. So I, I, I see you in person for the yeah. first time. Like it was just, it was such a surreal moment. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah. yeah I'm kind glad of, to hear that. Yeah, no, for like, yeah. Going along like that. Like, have you ever had any like fan interactions? Like, uh, you know, fans have seen you and like, like it's, it's kind of been like a, like a surreal moment for you to like notice people noticing you and like the hard work that you've done and seeing how it's paid off. Yeah. Like, I mean, there'd be like every, when I go to shows, no matter where we at, it's, it's funny because you'll hear, it's not like the whole crowd is screaming it, but you'll yeah. hear people just shouting out, Rello, yo, Rello, hey, mm. yo, Rello. And it's just like, word, like I ain't yeah. from here. Right. You know what I mean? There's people, there's people here that know me. Um, and I, it's a great, it's a great feeling. Um, it's a great feeling to have, people and like allies in different cities and different towns mm -hmm. because it's a good feeling. It's like now me and you, we connected and it's like, now it's like, Hey man, when I come to you, when I come to your city, when I come to your state, I'm going to hit you up because now I know you and I know you're going to steer me in the right direction. So it's just cool to, to experience that type of thing and make connections with people in different cities, states and countries and stuff like that. No doubt. And I can relate to that too. Cause like now that my, podcast is not like like popping off but it's it's getting up there it's starting to mm -hmm. slowly creep up um mm -hmm. someone like i mentioned earlier tim sinclair like a the bulls public address announcer like something i want to get into and that wants to be like that's what i want my profession to be he reached out to me over email and i'm like oh my god like he actually wants to do like the show and like even you like giving me like all this like just to yeah. have the time and come out like i said earlier yeah. i couldn't appreciate it uh, enough man so um for sure yeah so going along no back yeah dude no it's I don't even know how to describe it, man. It's like a feeling I can't even put into words, but um, going back to like uh, tours and things like that mm -hmm. um, and early on in your career, maybe even like 
most recently too, like what was one of like the first like big breaks that you experienced where you're like, all right, this is going to be like my profession like for the rest of my career. Um, I would say we, my first big break probably I would say was we were going on tour with Wiz Khalifa and I was yep. like, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Wiz Khalifa is somebody I've listened to all, all, you know, ever since he started essentially. Um, and I've always been a fan. Um, so I was like, man, I'm going on tour with this dude. Mm -hmm. I'm telling people I worked with at the time. They're like, what? Like, this is crazy. And I'm thinking like, okay, yeah, let me take, keep taking this serious and I could make a career off of it. So I was like, man, you know what? I'm just going to not be working my job, which I was, I was a cook at the time, a chef. Um, yeah. and I was stopped doing that and was like, I'm taking this DJ thing and taking it and running with it. And I'm doing it for real because before I treated it like a hobby. I treated it like a side a side job. Um, and once I went on tour with Wiz, it showed me, okay, I can stop working my nine to five and I can make this my nine to five, which essentially is a 24 seven because it, it never stops now. You know what I'm saying? Never clock out once you're, once you're an entrepreneur. But it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like work. It was like, you love no. it. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. a, I can relate to that same exact thing. Like people always ask me, Oh, you know, what's, you know, sports casters and, and PA guys, like they don't make a lot of money to start off. Like, what's like your what's plan B? And I'm like, plan B. Like, I don't I don't have a plan B. Like, this is what I'm pursuing and this is what I'm gonna chase for the rest yep. of my life and you know, see where and it's it's not about the destination, it's about the journey and all that stuff. I always tell mm -hmm. people, I know it sounds corny, but that's something that I like mm -hmm. live up to, you know. And um talking mm -hmm. with you now for a little bit, like I can tell like that's always been your goals and yes. like the way you go through things. So that's awesome to hear. Um Talking about little guys a little bit more, like when was the mm -hmm. first time you interacted with him? Like, have you known him like your whole life? Like, it was just somebody like you grew up with, or like yeah. how did that connect? I, kn I know Skies um, because of I worked in a uh, a bar like club um, around here, um, yeah. and at the time his mom um, worked there, and she was like um, a bartender. Um, bartender, she kind of like, like ran ran the joint for real. Um, but I started DJing in there, and she was just like, "Yo, you're you're cool, you're chill." Um, I would just come in, play my music, wouldn't drink. I would just be like, see y'all later. I'm out of here. Work, yeah. And she just, yeah, she she liked that about me. Um, she was, at the time, I also was doing parties for um, like high school. The kids are still in high school. Yep. Um, and she had told him like, hey, maybe you should go and you should say what's up to him. Came to one of the shows and the rest is history. But he was probably about, he had just turned about I think he's just turned 15. So he just turned 15. He's like 22 now. 20, yeah, 22. Yeah. Um, and so I've probably known him for like seven, eight years now. Yeah. So do you, yeah, wait, seven, eight years. I'm, I'm not good at math, but like, how old, like, were you now, like, how old were you at the time? I don't even know. Probably. <laughs> I don't even know. That's a good yeah. question. <laughs> Damn. I never, even, I never even thought about that, honestly. I was I, I'm I'm older than Skies, so um Skies is he's he's still a young young guy, mm -hmm. but um yeah Skies like I said I've known Skies for probably about eight years or so now um at least at least personally um I, I think I knew him before like just in passing mm -hmm. um because a lot of his people that he know and his his family knew my family and his friends knew my friends type of deal I just yeah. never really ran into him till then. Right. So like not even like uh, like I know because you've you've helped your career like you've done the work like yourself and you've grinded to where you are now. Mm -hmm. um, 
not so much how, how, how much has he like helped your career, but like in the sense of like making, you know, inspiring you maybe in a way, like how much has he like been a help like to your career, I guess. Um, he's definitely been, been a huge help. Um, just being around him. Yeah, exactly. It's a help. You know what I mean? Then everything else is really up to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you gotta take, you know, any, anything that he gives any place we go, like just for instance, like I said, we just got back from Texas and it's like, I met people there. I've, gave merch to some people there, uh, pictures, you know what I mean? I made a lot of connections just from being beside him. So I would say that that would be the biggest thing um, he has helped me with. And it's just like when you get those chances with, you know, people that have more of a buzz that might be a bigger name than you and things like that, you have to take advantage of it in like a good way and just make sure you take advantage of every situation, every opportunity that is put in front of you. And I try to do that when it comes to Skies. He gets me, he gets, He's like that, 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 you know what I mean? That card that gets me around people that might not, I might not have personally got myself around just yet. Right. And like, I could agree with you hundred percent. Like connections are like huge. Like the more people, you know, the more people they can connect you with and like, get, mm-hmm. like open up more doors for yourself. Like, and like you said, that's all about um, like you, like you have to be like, mm-hmm. you have to be consistent. You have to be persistent and, and do that. Like you said, and I know like you've never had, not that, not that you haven't had hardships, but you haven't had a, a hard time grinding because you're always mm-hmm. grinding, like you said earlier. So Yep. Um, going along those lines, like, uh, going on, like one of your first tours, like you said earlier with Wiz Khalifa and things like that, um, opening more opportunities for more tours and stuff. What has that been experienced? Like just traveling the world, just doing what you love and making money off of it too. It's pretty, like, it's a pretty crazy feeling. Um, mm-hmm. I used to watch people do this type of thing. Yeah. And then for me to do it, um, it's a great feeling. Um, and it's something that once you start doing this, like, I don't see myself doing anything else. Exactly. Um, like I'm going to do this until I can't do it or until I come up with something that's going to make me more money or I just grow to the point I can't really do it anymore. But, um, man, being able to travel around the world and DJ, um, it's, it's crazy because we'll get like, get to go overseas and it's like the feeling it's like you get to see people in America react to songs then you get to see people all the way across the water, all the way across the world mm-hmm. react the same way to the same songs. And it's like, wow, this, like, you really can blow up crazy from a song. Yeah. And really have people that don't even speak your language. Right. Reciting your lyrics, saying, they might not even be able to say it that well, but they're saying it. Oh, um, most definitely. So it's it's pretty surreal. Um, And, even, and on top of that, just being able to go, to, to be able to go and get paid it's pretty it's a pretty it's a pretty good feeling for sure mm-hmm. man it's uh definitely something to work towards if you were a young artist and you're a young dj young young entrepreneur being able to travel the world and be able to do things in different different cities and, and stuff like that mm-hmm. and even though like i'm not on like that music path like somebody like you still inspires me to see like like you said the things that you've accomplished the tours and like just the people out of the country that know the songs you produce, mm-hmm. some of you know the lyrics mm-hmm. that maybe you've helped in. Um, mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm 20 years old, and I'm, I'm just like, not that I'm just starting this. I started maybe like a year and a half ago. I mean, not a year and a half, but like like six months ago. About mm-hmm. like just the podcast, but um, right. I've been broadcasting games at my school, and like now I'm, I'm transferring school to like a D1 school uh, here in Rhode Island. Um, and people like that, like I'll, I'll go to like visit my friends who go like out of state. Um, and like people watch the pot, like they're like, Oh, Cam's corner. Like they see me, yeah. you know, from a little bit, yeah. like they notice me and not that it's like starstruck um, or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it's like, wow, people like 
they appreciate it and they like they, they like the show. Yeah, so. it's a it's um, a good feeling, man. Yeah. Keep, keep you gotta you gotta keep it up. That that right there, that's the thing that keeps me going. Even with my podcast, man, it's like I see things and I see people that I have no ideas even watching it, and they'll mention it and they'll be like, "Hey, man, podcast was good," and I'm like wow, this person's watching, I'm not even close to home. Mm -hmm. And this person, this person is talking about it. So anytime somebody says some stuff like that, definitely use it as fuel and keep running with it. That means that that means you're doing a good job. You know, you know how it is, man. It's all about just keep going with it. The production, you know what I mean? Keep continuing to make, make your podcast look good, make it sound good. You've already done a good job with that. So is continue doing what you're doing and 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 accepting those small victories, man. I'm telling you, it's Cam's corner. Uh, I, hey, I'm be glad to be on. They're gonna be coming back watching our video. It's gonna go crazy. That's what I'm saying, man. I, again, I couldn't appreciate. It. I couldn't thank you more. You know, and that's kind of like perfect segue to my next question. I wanted to ask you about your podcast, um, about your connected brand. Um, mm -hmm. First, about the brand, I guess, because that's kind of like how you you know came up with the podcast. But where does the name like Connected Sound? Where does that come from? And uh, what does it mean to you? Um, just I would say a lot of my close friends growing up, uh, a bunch of family members. Uh, we all just used to go by the just the term, just like we that we were just connected. Um, yeah. um, in any way, shape, or form, we we were connected. Uh, and I I would say it started from that. Um, they you know they it's it's really just me as far as carrying the connect the sound name now they i mean they all still support it yeah. um but they they've all you know dived into different endeavors in life um i'm really the only one that's like really fully entrenched with the music um so then i from connected just us like just kind of saying that that moniker i kind of started um connected sound um and i wanted to start that because i wanted people to know that i'm here to help. I'm here to help someone reach their goals. Um, and connections are going to help you do that. And I, that's one thing that I, I, I've become pretty good at, especially recently, is making connections with people, helping people that are going to essentially help me get to where I need to do what where I need to be or what I need to do. So I would say it started from that. And just like I said, I, I'm making connections within the industry and within the music industry is my biggest thing. So started connected sound with that. Now I'm just in the process of, instead of it just being me carrying it, I'm, I'm trying to build a, a team of guys and a collective group of guys, producers, engineers, artists, um, that can help me carry the connected sound name as well. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. And I know I sent uh, you over my my boy from back home, Day Boy, shout out to Daryl. You know, yeah. I was sending you stuff, yeah. you know, because I, I told them to get yeah. them on the stream and stuff like that. So, you you know, see what you're all about. Definitely, like that. definitely, so, definitely yeah. hop on the stream. I do the stream every every Thursday, um, yeah. either at 7 or 8 p.m. Um, and I just, it ain't no, it's no charge. Um, just hop in the chat, say, hey, man, I play this song and I'm going to get to it. I'm going to play it and we're going to see what, the, what, what everybody else in the chat thinks of it. That's awesome. I hope he's watching. I'll let him know for sure. Um, yeah. Back in like the 2000s, like uh, podcasts and stuff like that were kind of like just maybe like mm -hmm. starting up and things like that. Was there anything that like was there anything like what you're doing now back then that you were like uh, that that kind of helped you? So, like, you know how you're outletting these artists mm -hmm. and you're helping them. Was there something like that uh, for you back then when you were first starting? Growing up? No, nah, I would. No, nah, I wouldn't say I honestly I, I probably just started getting into podcasts 
honestly, since the pandemic, um, yep. I really only there was only one podcast I listened to, and that was um, Locked On Cowboys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was it. I only listened to Locked On Cowboys. Um, that's a podcast about Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. That's the only one I, I listened to, really. Um, at least back for I've been listening to that for for a couple years now. Um, so I haven't really like really been on the podcast wave very long um, as far as listening to them or doing them. Um, I really started doing the podcast because I was not a good speaker. Um, I was not good with communication with people. And when you're an entrepreneur and you're running a business yourself, you got to be good with communication. Um, and having a podcast has helped me communicate better with people because I don't want to put out a terrible podcast. So I have to do my research on other podcasts that are similar to mine and try to, you know, make it, make it happen like that. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Cause um, that's probably like another reason why you started everything up and you're giving back is cause you didn't have that when you were on the come up. So it's like mm-hmm. to give back to something uh, that you didn't have, it's just, it's just more of a motivation for you like throughout your career. And um, I can go back to like my first podcast with uh, the assistant coach, of the Celtics, Joe Missoula. His dad was my coach. Mm-hmm. I mentioned him in all my episodes. His dad was my coach throughout all my, my whole playing career. And um, mm-hmm. he passed away about a year, about two years now it's been uh, mm-hmm. from a brain tumor. So um, to see where Joe's at, right. And like for him to be my first guest, my heart's beating like the whole time. Like I'm like, I'm not, I'm not as loose as I am now. And I'm not as uh, I wouldn't say like my, my public speaking skills weren't great. I, I was just mm-hmm. like, so nervous because I never met him in person. Yeah. And then over the, over this year, like so many opportunities have came. I got to meet him in person, sit front row with him at a Providence college Friars game uh it's it just you know like we mentioned earlier it's all about the connections and who you can uh connect yeah. with just to make your career go where are you going where are you trans where are you transferring to what school are you going to i'm going to the university of rhode island nice i'll tell you a funny story listen i used yeah, to play yeah. college basketball in a video game a lot and I, in college basketball i'm actually a duke fan okay but on the game i would never play with duke because i would be like this ain't no fun so I would always pick a school, and my favorite colors were black and gray, which you could see. Mm-hmm. I have a bunch black, gray, and white. And guess whose colors those were? Those were Providence. You see, yeah. So I would always pick Providence to like be my school that I like played with and like built up, and just so I can beat Duke and be the best. <laughs> That's I sick, always man. picked. I always pick Providence, man. I love Providence. You know what I'm saying? Love building them up. Going along with Providence, like. Um, I'm not sure if you followed them a little bit, but they made it a sweet 16 yeah. run this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a transfer Al Durham. He went to Indiana for four years, right? His fifth year yep. graduate year was this year. And like, he was my favorite this, this year. He's my favorite player. I'm dying to get him on the podcast. Like that would be yeah. perfect. Right. So, you know, some of these people at Hollywood, you, they do this, they do that, but he finally got back to me. And yeah. cause I, I always repost him. I always show him support and he didn't say anything about the podcast for a little bit. So I reached back out. And then he's answering me like right away. And I'm like, wow, he's like, he actually wants to do this. And I asked him, are you going to be in the Rhode Island area? I want to do something in person because I don't really have the opportunity mm-hmm. to do a lot of things in person because these people are like, you know, like you're in uh, PA and things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, he was like, yeah, if I'm in the RA area, I'll let you know because I want to do like an in-person thing down at the rec center, like right down the street from uh, my house and mm-hmm. like do like an in-person thing like that. I feel like that'd be a cool approach to bring to one YouTube and two, yeah. obviously, to the podcast. Uh, that would be yeah. fire, man. That would be fire. Yeah, that's how you get the ball rolling for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, like I said, we'll wrap it up with some NBA talk. Um, yeah. So who was your favorite team, like, uh, growing up? 
My favorite NBA team is the yeah. Portland Trailblazers, believe it or not. Okay. Portland Trailblazers, man. I've been a Portland fan all my life. Um, I, I only, It started just because I was a young boy and we were, we played uh, uh, summer camp and we had to pick – our team had to be NBA names. And I picked the Blazers and we ended up winning. So I was like, I guess I'm going to follow this team. Mm-hmm. Um, Blazers are my favorite team. Um, like I said, I'm a Duke fan, so I, I – I, I cheer for all Duke players, um, except for probably Grayson Allen. Um, <laughs> Understand, understandable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I, I cheer for all the Duke guys, man. I cheer for all the Duke guys. So, I mean, I'm not a Celtics fan, but I, I, I'm definitely rooting for Jason Tatum. Um, at least uh, if he doesn't win it, I'll definitely hope that he has a, a great series. Yeah, and I'm I'm close to the Boston area. I, I don't know if I told you I'm. Then uh, 95 The Sports Hub is a radio station, one of New England's like well-known uh, radio stations. I'm working there right now for my summer internship. So for mm-hmm. the year, the first year that I'm doing an internship with my like like profession or whatever throughout college is the evidently the year that the Celtics are in the NBA Finals, which is like so cool uh, to be a part yeah. of. And everyone obviously in the area, oh Celtics and six, Celtics and six. I don't think the game, I don't think the series goes to six with Golden State. If anything, it's in seven, and I really don't know who's going to win that because. With you know what happened with last series and the dog fights that the mm-hmm. Celtics have been in, it's just you know I don't know they're Still, hardened now. Yeah, they're hardened, man. Once you, they, I mean, they beat a lot of good teams. They beat a lot of good players, mm-hmm. and it's like they you don't you might not think that they're going to do it, but it's like man, they beat a lot of they beat a lot of good people. So they're hardened, and it seemed like they're not scared no. at all. And they're yeah. playing good yeah. defense. They're playing really good defense right now. Really good defense. Yeah. So so. You obviously watched Game Seven, if you, you know if you were around. Like, what did, I want to hear your thoughts on Jimmy Butler's last, his final shot with about eighteen seconds left in the fourth. He's a three on oh, three. Oh man, I thought I understood it. It's it's mm-hmm. you know what I mean a lot of people probably thought it was a bad shot, but he did not he did not sit down at all. He he played the whole game, mm-hmm. and he's probably thinking there's no way I'm lasting the overtime. There's no way I'm lasting overtime. I'm I got I got to shoot this to try to win it. Because if we go to overtime, I'm I'm you probably thinking I'm personally not gonna last. Uh he he looked tired. He looked tired. I mean he didn't he didn't take a break at all. He played the whole game. So yep. I can understand it. I mean, as as you, hindsight is always 2020. So it's probably like, man, he he shot that and he missed it. But if he made it and he was dead tired and they won the game, then he was the hero. So it's just yeah. something you kind of gotta live with. Um if you if you play a guy the whole game and you know what I mean he misses the last shot he has a great game it's like you know how can you really get upset with him? Me like looking at it like obviously I'm always like analytics and stuff like that like Marcus Smart is one of the Defensive Player of the Year award right he let Jimmy Butler throughout those last two games score 82 points like combined so it's like one we're smart two like there's so much time left on that clock right so mm-hmm. even if he does hit the shot Boston's gonna call timeout it's probably gonna be 17 yeah. seconds left. Or if he goes and takes it on Al, they're still down two. So regardless, like even in that situation, the Celtics come down, they hit two free throws, and it's a hundred to ninety six. It's like it, it's just a like uh, I think who is it? Colin Coward from the herd. Like he was saying, like it's just it's just a tough situation. Like the Celtics had the Celtics finally mm-hmm. were able to close out a game. They're not known for closing out games when they're up the entire yep. game. So if they can do that against Golden State, you know they're gonna make it a series, and that's you know what yep. everyone's alluding yep. to now. So. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be fun. I definitely think it's gonna be fun. I'm excited to see how the first game goes. Um, 
You know, if, if the Celtics happen, the Celtics have played well on the road. So, you know, I, 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 they might, if they can get one out there in Golden State, you never know what's going to happen, man. Yeah, that's, a, that's exactly how I said. They, they had trouble winning in the Garden. Like, the only game that they won mm-hmm. at home besides the, the Brooklyn sweep was game seven against uh, Milwaukee. And then mm-hmm. going with the Heat was, I don't think they won a game at home in that series. And they might have won one. Well, not yeah. had to be, yeah, because it was game seven. But yeah, they just had a hard time winning in the Garden. So if they can do that against Golden State, they got a, they got a solid shot. Yeah, crazy. for sure. Most definitely. Yeah, so, I mean, we're coming down the last two minutes now. I know it sucks with the time lapse and everything, but um, I always ask all my guests at the end of the show, Rello, what did you think of Camp's Corner and who might somebody you want to see next uh, coming alongside me to join? Uh, uh, hey, Camp's Corner, I'm, like I said, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm tuned in. I'm locked in. Um, I would say on Cam's corner, we need um, we need. Let's see, we need somebody. We need the head coach of the Friars, man. Ed Cooley. That's what I, I want to see. Yeah, I've been yeah. trying, man. I've, I've, yeah. I've got a couple people that know him, so definitely in the off season would be the best time to reach him for sure. That's gotta happen. No, yeah, definitely. I'm gonna try to keep making these connections, like I said. But um, one thing I want you to do, though, I want you to pass this through the skies. I want him. I want him to see this. Um, cause this is, I guess, sure. like, like almost like a dream come true to me to be able to sit down and talk with you, like the man behind everything. And, um, you know, that kind of closes everything. I got you. Yeah. So yeah. Any, any closing remarks before we cap it off? Subscribe and tune in to Cam's corner and connect the sound podcast. It'll do it'll do you good for sure. For sure, man. Thank you so much. My brother. Appreciate you. Yes, sir, man. Thank you.